Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, now we know rest beats rust. The Lightning, they blast the Islanders 8-2 in Game 1 of their Eastern Conference Finals. Was it a one-off over a tired team, as John Cooper said? Or has Brayton Point and Nikita Kucherov become the most dangerous tandem in the NHL that can't be stopped? The Rays lose to Washington and Max Scherzer 6-1. Another home run by Randy Arazarina. And the Bucks begin preparations today for their season opener Sunday at New Orleans. The depth chart is out. And there's a new starter at safety. We've got all this and more in this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hope you all had a great Labor Day. I labored for about uh, three cover stories on our football section on Tom Brady. Uh, man, I tell you, I'm tired of writing. I'm tired of writing. The, this this hockey game came at the right time just as I was finishing. And, Steve, i got to be honest with you, I, I didn't see this coming, as they say. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning were just – they were superb in this game and you know and John Cooper made the point and I think it's a good one that you know you had a team that just went seven games in the New York Islanders uh they had to travel um you know the Tampa Bay Lightning have been in Edmonton now they they've had some rest they've had a week off and and I've always you know I've always fallen under this and this happens in other sports too you know the rest versus rust um you see teams with bye weeks in the NFL uh that sort of thing um you know, teams wrapping up series and other, you know, and other sports earlier than the than their opponent. And, you know, I suppose you could lose an edge um, to some degree, maybe by not by not playing, you know, every night or every other night if you have too much time off. But at the end of the day, especially a sport like football, like hockey, where there's the physicality to it, and really just any sport, but but in particular those. Man, I th- I think the rest is enormous for teams that uh, that get it. You know what I mean? That are good. When you get to this level, you're all good, right? And so these are the best of the, uh, in the world. And so you give you give athletes like that their legs back and a chance to heal up. I think this is what happens. Uh, rest with practice, and, and you know we talked Correct. about this last night. Of you know it wasn't like the Lightning took a week off and then came back to the arena yesterday and said, okay, That's let's right. ramp this back up. It, you know right. they did take two days off after their last series win and then got back to work so they've been practicing mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i'm gonna take the rest and, and you know i didn't expect to see it as as much and i don't know if it was all rest versus you know for the islanders and that too but i didn't expect to see that big of a disparity in game one i mean i thought i thought the the, the tired legs may it may be later down the series and, and i don't know if that's exactly why the islanders didn't play very well tonight i, I thought the lightning played exceptionally well um, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, Braden Point on his first shift, you know, makes that goal and just blows by the defender. Uh, yeah, who, you know, you're sitting there going, what's that defender doing? But Braden Point put it in another gear, went mm-hmm. in front of the net and, and you know, roofed it over uh, uh, Grice. And, you know, it, it was game on at that point. And I think that was a huge surge. And, and the Islanders did tie it a few minutes later. But the Lightning were playing, you know, we talked about don't give power plays. I mean, five on five, the Lightning dominated the game tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
even though they had a big lead, they were still out shooting the Islanders. And and I got a I got an amazing stat for you tonight. Elliot Friedman uh, from uh, Sportsnet tweeted this like after the game. The Lightning went 58 minutes and 53 seconds without missing the net. I you know I heard they they mentioned that during yeah. I, I didn't have the time which is which is remarkable but they mentioned that they had 34 I think shots that were mm-hmm. all on goal. Yes. They had one shot they missed on net all night. It was Cedric Paquette with 67 seconds to go. That's <laughs> crazy. Now, block shots don't count as a miss the That's net right. shot. It, it's yeah. a shot attempt, but it doesn't. A miss shot is one that makes it through to the the net, but isn't on net. So it goes wide. It goes high. Yeah, that they they missed one shot tonight with 67 seconds to go in an eight two game. That's that's just incredible precision. I mean, I don't know how you could. How you could be that 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 good? Um, Grice was not good. They pulled him uh, in the first period, about midway through, a little more. I, after, was he after not good, or were those world class shots? Well, I, I mean, I think they were world class shots, but I also I also think that they have a confidence problem right now in their goaltending situation. I mean, they they're using two. Um, mm-hmm. It just goes to show you how good Vasilevsky well. is. I mean, plays every game is just the st- you know, and and the Lightning gave up some chances too. It wasn't like. They played a completely flawless game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they gave away some chances that Veslevsky saved, particularly early. In, yes, early in early in the game, maybe they buttoned it down after that. But I'm just saying he was he was exceptional. Mm-hmm. But you realize that you know what what a gift to have the best goaltender in the world, um, who's going to play every game. You know what I mean? Bar, barring some injury that's unforeseen. Well, he's the uh, only a, he's the only goalie since the restart uh, of all the teams it. that's played every minute of, the, of every game. That's right, and they're going to ride that horse. <laughs> they're going to and why not? More wins. Why not? When oh, you got that shoot. horse, why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got Secretariat in, in the Belmont. I mean, come on. Um, yeah, I mean, he he was he was tremendous, but um, you know, it was. I, I thought I thought too, and, and you don't really see this in the playoffs, Steve. I thought it was a tightly called game. I thought that they called a. A lot more penalties than, than I'm used to. I thought the penalties um, were a little shaky, some of them. I thought they were yeah. – I mean, for the playoffs, they were kind of nicky-nack. That's what I mean. Yeah, um, you don't normally see that in the in the postseason. In the postseason. I mean, even but some how, of the high, the high sticks were questionable. I mean, did Hedman actually well, yeah. get the high stick up? Um, you, mm-hmm. you know, and there was – yeah, I, I thought it was – I thought they gave a lot – I think they were – you know, I don't – maybe the officials were just trying to get control of the series early, expecting a yeah. tight – Checking, you know, physical series. So let's get you know control of this. Um, but but you know the other thing, and I'll, I'll give the Islanders credit, and I'll give the Lightning credit too. And Brian Engblom talked about this on the radio post game show um, that this this game could have got ugly. And, yeah, they didn't. Know, they didn't try to fight each other. No, no, and and you know the Lightning backed off too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know they they got, they got the five on three late, and they were just passing it around, and they didn't have their top guys out there. Right, you know, they spent most of the time passing the puck around. They took a couple right. shots, but they weren't trying yeah. to embarrass them. They weren't, try, you know, and and that was good too because what you'd hate to see is, you know, the series get ugly quickly like that, and, and particularly if anybody got hurt. hurt on any team. I mean, yeah. you know, that's what you don't want to have happen. And that was good to see it didn't happen tonight. So, no, I think they both played the game the right way. Um, say hello. To, the, the biggest, the biggest decision that has to be made if if this hockey team continues to play this way is. Who wins the Con Smythe? <laughs> is it gonna be <laughs> is it gonna be Braden Point or Nikita Kucherov? Can you split that? Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Andre Palat's making a case too. 
Well, he, well, he is. And then the whole line is he, tremendous. I mean, I mean that, so that, look at all the records that went down tonight. And I'm probably missing a few. But Point and Kucherov are the first Lightning players ever to have five points in a playoff game. They both do it together. Mm-hmm. Andre Pallotta has scored it. a goal mm-hmm. in five straight playoff games. That's a Lightning franchise record. You wouldn't right. think Andre Palat's the one holding that record for the Lightning, but he is. That's true. That's true. Uh, Victor Hedman's pouring in points from the defensive end. Um, yep. I mean, they're just—it's they're they're clicking right now. The biggest the biggest question is why isn't Hedman on the first power play? Because they got two know. power play goals when he was playing with Kuchin and Point on the power play. It's still, and, and he wasn't it, it, playing it most of the time. It was through changes in this, you know. That I still don't know why Sergeyev's on that top power play. I don't. I don't either. It's a mystery, and I, and I guess somebody will ask John Cooper about it at one point. But I, I don't understand it. When he got injured, I thought, well, maybe they're trying to manage, mm-hmm. you know, his ice time. Um, although it seems to me that you know that's when you want to be on the ice when you're when you're. Uh, I gotta on the power think it's trying point. to make because the one thing is the Lightning have a dynamic first power play, particularly when Stamkos is there. When you've got Stamkos. Right. And Kucherov and Hedman and Point, and then, you know, take your pick of who else you're putting out there with them, Kalorn or Pilat or whoever. Mm-hmm. That is one of the most lethal power plays in the game. Their second power play has not been very lethal at all throughout this year. They're trying to even it out, maybe? And maybe they're just trying to, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I you know at first it was kind of, are they trying to rest Hedman or save him? But they keep going to Sergeyev. The power play hasn't been great. And then all of a sudden, Hedman gets a couple shifts with Point and Kucherov tonight, and there's two goals in there. I just prefer him there. It just seems like they they click better, and they mm-hmm. always they always have. But um, yeah, it, listening to Hedman, I, I was listening to those guys after the game, and um, you know, Hedman talked about them having you know a shooter mentality, um, and that you know they didn't just blast away like they shot with a purpose, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why they got so many on the net. Um, they got people in front of the net, that's for sure. But you know, he 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 just kind of manages it well, especially in the power play. So you mentioned thirty-four shots, only one, only missed once. They had the the one uh, the one block. Yeah, Cooch with the five points. Oh, Cooch, by the way, is the all-time uh, goals leader in the playoffs Lightning for goals. the Lightning. Now he passed Marty St. Louis. And by the way, wow, what a, what a name <laughs> on that play that that Cooch scored the goal. Check out his pass. If you get a chance oh. to check the replay. So the Shattenkirk, Shattenkirk sends it up the ice. He takes uh-huh. the back of the stick to the flip back. it over to point. <laughs> yeah, the back of the – have you ever seen that before? It is a spectacular pass in play. I mean, it is – I mean, the goal was good. The pass was right. better. <laughs> the pass was better. You know, and then he yeah. gets it back from point. I mean, that's just crazy skill there, Yeah, that play. I mean, you know, and how do you defense that if you're the Islanders? And they didn't, of course. I mean, they, they scored the goal on it, but – yeah. That was just, I mean, you know, I'm sure he practices that because that's the, well, sure that's the way Cooch is. I mean, he and, and Cooch has had a phenomenal playoffs, and, and not you know, just not had, just scoring and offensively, but his defensive responsibility has been great too. He he's played much better defense, but you know his success has been is pretty documented in the postseason. I mean, last year, mm-hmm. you know, he got. I mean, he's had he's had ejections before, right? Um, where he missed mm-hmm. a game, but. Um, but overall, if you look at what he has done in the postseason, he's he's shown up. I mean, he's not a guy that that wilts under the spotlight. Far from it. They talk about this guy's vision, though, the way he sees the game, the way he sees the ice, and how him and Point, you know, kind of have a feel for each other. When, if you've ever played 
uh, and when I say ever, I mean, I think we've all done this at times, but if you've ever played pickup basketball with somebody who is a, a, a legit like college, high school, or really good point guard, you'll notice that when you run, when you kind of run up and down the court, the ball just kind of finds you under the basket all day. Like if you just, if you just kind of like fill the lanes, the guy will set you up and, and the, you'll just follow the ball right into, into layups all night. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's what a great point guard does is he just sets you up. He sees the floor, you run the floor, he takes the defense away and somehow you're, you're just shooting layups and we used to play pickup basketball. That's the only thing I can relate this to is that like, if you just go to the net, if you just do your job, he'll find you, and more importantly, the puck's going to find you in positions where you can score. He's that good. He sets people up that well. And and him and Point, obviously, you know, they, they know each other's game so well um, and where they're going to be, and there's so much trust there. that. Um, and, and you're right. Palat gets as much credit for that line. It probably maybe doesn't get as much as he deserves. But really... I just think that I just think that Point and Kucherov are at a level that, you know, what would you say, uh, Marty and and um, and Vinny at that at their at their highlight or better? Um, maybe better. I mean, you know, maybe and, better. And, and yeah. I think you know, I think you have to have a little more time with them playing together. But yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, these are two of the best players in the world. They are. And Braden Point's are. finally starting to get some of that recognition. He's still fairly young too, but. Yeah, um, you know, saw lots of tweets tonight talking about how good he is um, from hockey Twitter. But um, right. Cooch is just special. Yeah, his vision and and how he sees the game is is so different than anybody else. It's you know, it's kind of you know a, a, another one I'll compare in Lightning history, and they're not the same in, in this. But Jonathan Drouin had that vision too. He did. And, he did. You know, and that's that's why it's it's hard to to part with someone like a Jonathan Drouin. But it, it made it easier because you had a Kucherov on your team. I mean, you had someone that's that creative, that that unique skill set. That you know, you know, he's got a good shot. He does this, but but his vision and his creativity is just it's it's very unique in hockey. There's not a lot of guys that have that, and he's one. Well, through 14 uh, playoff games so far, Braden Point seven goals, 15 assists. Mm-hmm. Nikita Kucherov's five goals, 16 assists. Um, that's just incredible. They they both are having uh, you know the five point games and three plus assists each. So if you look at at teammates with fifteen plus assists through their first fourteen games of a playoff series, and and Kucherov obviously and Point have done that with with sixteen and fifteen. You're talking about guys like you got to go back to nineteen eighty eight, Mark Messier and Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> remember those guys? <laughs> I think um, so. I think I remember. Gretzky and Messier is on here over, over and over. Uh, Coffee is on here. Um, Gretzky and and, uh, and Curry. Um, I mean, it's what they were, what they're doing. We haven't seen in two decades, almost three, four mm-hmm. decades, really. And it's just yeah. you know. I mean, Point and Kucherov are just the second set of teammates to have five plus points in a conference final game since 1982. Right. And that was Paul Coffee and uh, Curry. Yeah. In, Curry, in the '85 yeah. Clarence Campbell Conference Final, <laughs> remember the, oh the Campbell Conference? <laughs> no, I don't, and I'm old enough to, but I don't. Got to be honest with you, uh, I barely remember Gretzky with the Oilers, but uh, that's another, <laughs> it's another topic. Um, so, 
Okay, so they, they get game one, and and you know I know this has to be the mentality, right? Mm-hmm. The mentality is if you'd have won one to nothing, or let, more importantly, let's take the other angle. You know, if, if you're the New York Islanders and you lost one to nothing, it's still just one loss in mm-hmm. a seven game series. Mm-hmm. This doesn't you don't get style points, right? However, however, as Steve I digress. Would say, I digress. You can't be serious. There's got to be kind of a and maybe look we'll find out in game two and how mm-hmm. they come out but th- there has to be a little bit of a whoa factor right like you go in there and they do that to you <laughs> and and you can make all the excuses you want about travel and, and and being tired and it's true um they had definitely had an edge and cooper said look we had to take this game we had a tired team you know that had just played a seven game series that just traveled we you know we we, we had to take this one Having said that, I got to believe that, you know, there's got to be a little bit of, of in that Islander uh, uh, room saying, what did we just stir up? You know what I mean? Like, how how are we going to begin to slow these guys down a little bit? And that and that was the thing. Like, before the game, they were talking about how the Islanders, regardless of what's happening, they play the same way. Like, they don't, mm-hmm. they don't panic. They don't change. And on top of that, now you got to figure out who you're playing a goaltender. You know, now, now you've you know now you've got that issue to deal with, and neither one of them are very happy. About, well, I think about I think happened. Grice goes back in. I think look, I, I think they made the change not because he was playing bad. I think it was trying. They were to playing spark. bad for him. Right? They were trying to yeah. spark something. Yeah, um, I, I don't. You know, like those first three shots that he let in. I don't know which one you wanted him to stop. Right. Um, you know, they were just they were good shots. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think I don't think they played well as a team. And, and I, right. you're going to get a better effort out of them, I think. You know, I mean, we we saw during that flyer series that there were times they could get a little leaky. I mean, we know they play pretty well and, and pretty consistently, but they had their stretches where they didn't, and the right. Flyers took advantage. Um, you know, the, the Lightning definitely caught one of those tonight, and you know, it, it just kind of felt like once they were pouring it on. You know, I don't know how much of a spirited effort you got from the Islanders. They were, I mean, they were trying, but I don't, you know. Once it was four five one, yeah. it was you know I think they were going through the motions for the most part. Right. Well, it was a hell of a start, and you know they're they're just now three games away from mm-hmm. playing in the Stanley Cup. I, I believe, mean, and I saw Stanley the Cup. stat last night, so I don't have the exact number, but when Dallas beat Vegas in Game One, teams that win Game One of a conference final win sixty. Four percent of the time, sixty-three. It's somewhere in that range. Sixty-five percent of the time, they'll win the series. So mm-hmm. that's a good advantage. Not not overwhelming. I mean, it's not you know not eighty percent, but no. Know, but you know, but you take helps. game one, you have the advantage. And and if you yeah. read any of the New York scribes uh, talking about this game, it's uh, you know they don't see how the Islanders are going to win four out of six. Now, well, listen, know, it's one game, and you can't think that way. But yeah, the fact of the matter is, and I don't know. Maybe this doesn't isn't as big a deal in hockey, but but the core of this hockey team has been to this mountaintop before, right? Mm-hmm. They've they've climbed this. They, you know, four out of six years they've mm-hmm. been here. So Islanders, it's been what a couple decades. I mean, no, nobody on nobody playing for the Islanders on this franchise have have been this far. Um, Some of these players at, weren't even alive the last time. Yeah, that's what I'm were. saying. It was like twenty something. Yeah. So so at the end of the day. If experience counts for anything, mm-hmm. the Lightning have you know 
Buku's on their side. I mean, they 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 know what what this is about. They know how hard it is to get here and what you have to do when you get to this stage. And and there might just be you know a, a little bit of of newness that's that's got to take place with the Islanders. It's and you've said it when we were talking for the. I mean, Steve, they they have everything if they play to their capability with a defense that they have, if, you know, barring injury again, you know, you can't lose probably a Victor Hedman. You can't probably lose a Kucherov. You sure as hell don't want to lose, you know, Andre Vasilevsky, but injuries aside, if they have the core and, and the new additions on this hockey team, I don't see anybody left of the three other teams that is better than they are. Well, if you don't take penalties, right, right. And, and right. you play your game because five on five, they're not giving up much at all. No, I mean throughout, throughout this whole playoffs, this whole right? this yeah. whole time back, it's mm-hmm. it's been the 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 penalty kill that where more goals are being scored against them than five on five, I believe, or it's pretty close to right. even. I mean, you know, if they can eliminate dumb penalties and and play their game, their structure, and and doing what they're doing, and, and they've been doing it now for over a month as they've been back, yeah. I mean, they've played really well in this restart. Mm-hmm. You know they'll have they'll have some stretches here and there where you know a period here or there where it was bad, but I mean they yeah. had a, they had a couple periods in in what was a game four against Columbus, yeah, and then they end up coming back winning in overtime, but mm-hmm. um, but for the but most part they're playing very very well. They they still had they still were prone to a few laps. They had some mm-hmm. they had some breakaways. You know they turned it over a few times and had some one on ones <laughs> that weren't good. Um, but then again, you know, you got Vasilevsky back there, but yeah, if they, if they play discipline, if they do the right things and, um, they're just so explosive offensively and, and the points they get from their defense is unbelievable. I mean, just, you know, a laser from, from McDonough. I mean, that, you know, the, the scoring you get from Hedman, um, you know, to have guys pushing up like that on defense to go with their offense, it's just incredible. So, Really good start for the Tampa Bay Lightning up 1-0 in that series. They'll play again. I guess it'll be on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Wednesday night, 8 uh, o'clock, same time. Yeah, same bat channel. So we'll be, mm-hmm. up, we'll be up early or up late because we're up early or however we do that. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile. slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Um, not much to watch with the Rays. They uh, they went to Washington to play the Nationals, and uh, Max Scherzer was on the mound, and they got thumped pretty good, six to one. Randy Arozarena, by the way, his third home run, yeah. in, I think his many uh, two days, or two games. Yeah. I guess. Did they have the bases loaded in the ninth? I saw. Is I think that so. Correct? Yeah, I don't know what happened. I had, yeah. I, I got to be honest with you. I looked away because I was watching hockey at that point. Yep. Um, but uh, he. You know, just in watching that game, again, talk about you take too much from one game. Here's what Here would be my fear if I were a Rays fan. Uh, first of all, Charlie Morton is not quite back, okay? So they they need to get him out there. He has to keep, they keep putting him out there and, and let him, you know, get his command. And he had some rolling curveballs, not the, not the type that sweep that we're used to that are just unhittable. Um, and so they were able to get to him early. 
Um, but aside from that, like, you know, if they face a really good pitcher and their guy isn't quite on, scoring runs can still be an issue for this for this baseball team. I mean, you know, it. They get some people. The good news is they got some people on base again. You know, they seem to get like two guys on with one out every inning. But, um, you know, it it's gonna it's gonna require, you know, them getting big hits with men on base. And as you as you advance in the postseason, we're gonna assume they make the postseason. As you advance through there, all you're gonna face is really really good pitching, and runs runs are gonna be harder to come by at times. And you know, this was an example. Like you know, say you're playing a team like the Nationals in 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 some series. You're down one zero because you know Scherzer was better than your guy, and I guess that's that's baseball, right? I mean, you feel pretty good if you can run, you know, Glass now and Snell and Charlie Morton out there every three days or four days. Uh, but Morton's got to get built up. Glass now has been kind of up and down, but mostly up. You know, he's been okay. Snell had the one off the other day. You still feel good about him, but I don't know. I mean, there that that lineup is. I mean, the good news is they move the baseball. Like, they're not a team that just lives or dies on the home runs. We've seen that fail before. Um, but they, they just didn't really, didn't really threaten that much. And it was kind of, a, kind of a sobering game, you know, if that had been in the postseason. But, I mean, who can knock what, what the Rays have done? I mean, the Yankees lost again, right? So Toronto now is the second-place team and, and pretty well established as that. Um, and Toronto's given the Rays fits, so good year for them, obviously. But yeah, we'll see. Um, well, the Rays' we'll magic number th- did go down one tonight, though. It did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Detroit lost, and the Yankees like, still six and a half. Is it twelve or thirteen, something like that? I believe the magic number now is twelve because 12, Detroit okay. and Baltimore can only get to thirty-nine wins, and they're the gotcha. the two teams sitting on the outside right now. It's so weird because it's so it, you know you just realize like how a baseball season is supposed to be three times this long or you know, two and a half times this long because we're winding it up and it, it literally feels like it just got started and you know what it would have I mean you know when you're this many games through the season um, that's kind of at the beginning uh, instead yeah you're you're, you're mid to late May stretch. at this point you yeah know, yeah you're not even close real, to the All Star yeah. break mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like you play a month. It's like okay, well, no, nope. That's we're under the last month. We're already into September. So um, it's just weird. It's going by really quick. But they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, they could win the American League. They could win the American League East, and and they have a nice lead. And we'll see if they can get that done. And no one's gonna refuse that pennant um, if they want to put it at the top. They'll certainly take it. Meanwhile, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Today's a big day in Buccaneer history. People don't realize it, but. Um, I've always said this, like when you get in, and they kind of twerk the schedule a little bit. Um, typically in a regular week, players would, you know, would have Tuesday off and, and the week kind of begins on Wednesday, but because they had the Labor Day weekend and, and, uh, they made the cuts on Friday and Saturday, uh, the players were pretty much off, um, after a walkthrough on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday for Labor Day. And today begins, the preparations, you know, where they'll just be game planning exclusively uh, for the New Orleans Saints, and and this is the start of the of the regular NFL season. We've got Kansas City playing the Houston Texans on Thursday night. Um, there's not the buzz, maybe that you you know because there's the, you got the NHL playoffs going on, baseball obviously, but because there was no preseason, people haven't actually seen football in the NFL yet. You know, there there isn't. 
there isn't that sort of buildup that you get with, with the preseason where you get little glimpses and previews of coming attractions. You just know that it's going to start because this is when football always starts. They're still on their on their same calendar. September 13th is still going to be uh, opening day for most teams. Um, and yet, uh, you know, it, it, the players are going to feel it. And, and, and it's going to be weird when we get to New Orleans and there's no fans. Um, but when you turn on your sets on Thursday night and see Kansas City and, and, and Houston play, when you when you watch Brady against Breeze, I mean, this is pretty exciting stuff. And they released their depth chart. It's the first, you know, usually the first Wednesday, first Tuesday, as, as the case may be this this week. They released their depth chart, which matters. And, and really, what is a depth chart? It, it's it's just for coaches. Um, they, they basically wouldn't do them except they're made to do them to some degree. Um, but a real tell, you know, is that Antoine Winfield, the rookie safety from Minnesota, uh, is listed as the starting safety. He will be out there against Drew Brees in his first NFL game. Now, this is a guy who hadn't played any preseason, right? Outstanding player in the Big Ten. Um, of course, his dad, you know, 14 years in the NFL by the same name. He's going to be their starting safety over Mike Edwards. It's amazing what, you know, the confidence they have in this guy. Um, to run him out there. So him and Tristan Wirfs uh, are two rookies that will be starting. And, yes, Ronald Jones is still listed as your number one running back. And uh, number two, uh, you know, is Shady McCoy. Because, I mean, Leonard Fournette has been here 10 minutes. Well, that's that, they're not going to put him as a starter yet because he hasn't been no. here long enough. I mean, right. he, might, he could start Sunday, but they're not going to list him on the depth chart that way. Right. And, and what they'll do, I mean, they'll – you know they'll give him a series of plays, situational plays. Maybe it's short yardage, maybe it's first down, um, maybe it's third down. I mean we will see. Um, but they'll they'll have they'll have a number of plays that he can run. And if he got the hot hand, you know they would they would stick with him. Um, but obviously Rojo and Lashawn McCoy have gone through the entire training camp, know the playbook, uh, have Brady's trust. Brady hasn't had one practice with Leonard Fournette, Fournette, but that that will happen this week, and. Um, you know, so I mean, really, those, those are the those are the major takeaways. Nothing else is surprising. We know their defense is pretty much intact, with the exception of, of Winfield, and then of course Worf's at, at, at right tackle. So um, no no surprises there. But yeah, man, I I worked all weekend. I was writing all these stories about Brady, about uh, you know Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and, and uh, you know it's it just there's so much talent on this team. Uh, and I know talent doesn't win. I mean, there's been these super teams in the past. If you remember one year Philadelphia went all in. You know, they had Michael Vick and Deshaun Jackson, and LaShawn McCoy was on that team. And then they got a, a bunch of defensive backs that they got in free agent and free agency, and it just kind of flopped. They didn't they didn't produce the way they had hoped. And it's a little harder in football. This is not the NBA where if you get two or three guys, you know, LeBron and, and anybody um, – like the magic did, like they're trying to put together in, in, in LA. It's not quite the same level, but we've seen, you know, how many veterans want to play. Well, uh, and it, it, you just getting two or three guys in the NFL isn't going to do that. But when one of them is the goat is, is a goat. Yeah. At that right. position, if, if you're getting one That's of them everything. at that position and it, you know, that makes whether you it's Brady or somebody like that, you know, yeah. the Broncos getting Peyton Manning. The, exactly. Uh, you know, that can completely change something at that position in the NFL. Getting and it does. Getting a couple linebacker studs or wide receivers can help you, but it's not going to – it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily turn the whole tide like 
the goat can or so, uh, someone of that caliber that at that position. position. And, I'll, and I'll give you an example of that. I mean, like, everybody, after Brady left New England, everybody was gripping up there that it was like, oh, my God, really? We're going to go with Jared Stenham? Like, what? You know, Belichick's going to lose. He's trying to lose. <laughs> and you're like, no, Belichick's not trying to lose. Um, what are they going to do? You know, they never replace Brady. This is going to be a horrible year. They may finish last. So what do they do? Here comes Cam Newton. Now, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I did see Belichick go crazy about how much in love he is with Cam Newton and how hard he works and how he works on his on his weak weaknesses and how you know charismatic and on all those things are true. And Cam Newton, remember now he's won not just at a good level; he's won at an elite level. They mm-hmm. were fifteen and one one year mm-hmm. with Carolina. Went and played um, the Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning. Uh, and they got beaten in the Super Bowl. He was the MVP of the league. So you take a guy like that and inject a Bill Belichick and a Josh McDaniels, I think he's going to have a terrific year. If he's Again, healthy. Barring injury. If he's, if he's healthy. healthy. He has to be able to have his feet. I mean, that's he had the Liz Frank injury, and if he can't run, if he can't move, um, then he's not the same player, not even close. Um, but I, I think they're going to be okay but you're right. And, and Belichick has said this. He says, you know, in the NFL, the, about every year, there's really only about eight to ten teams that can win it all. I mean, we talk about winning it all, like the Super Bowl. And you know what? The Bucks are one of them. And why are they one of them? Because of Tom Brady. Now, you add all the pieces around why Tom Brady is here, you know, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and all, all the guys, and the defense ascending the way it has, then then you have a real good football team. But – yeah, they're they're definitely going to be in it. I don't know what happens on Sunday. I don't. We'll we'll dive into that game this week. We're, you know, we'll look at Brady and Breeze and and you know what the offense will be and and all those things coming up. And we got a whole week to kind of digest this. But you know, they they may lose in New Orleans. It also wouldn't surprise me if they beat New Orleans. I saw Ryan Fitzpatrick go in there and <laughs> throw for four hundred yards against uh, against the Saints team that won the division, and that was stunning. They put up forty eight points that day. You know, so you never know what's going to happen in this league. I've also, you know, we, we talked about how, you know, that one year after the Bucks won the Super Bowl, New England went to Buffalo the first game and lost 31 to nothing. They lost one more game or, or, yeah, one more game the whole year and won the Super Bowl. So, you know, don't, don't, there'll be a lot of scrutiny. Don't get me wrong. Aikman and Joe Buck will be there and it's going to be a big national TV game. There'll be a lot of those this year. Um, but I don't know that the outcome, you know, of, of one game is going to tell you who they are. It's going to be a crazy Sunday. Have you looked at that schedule? It's tough, yeah. So, no, no, I'm saying the the Bucks play at, what, 425? They play at 425. The Lightning, the Lightning, the Lightning have game night. four at 3 o'clock. No, no, they're before. The, it's a 3 o'clock Sunday Oh, they're game. actually four. Oh, okay. Yep, and the Rays. So you got to watch them both at the same time. Yes, and the Rays play at 110. So they play first. Jeez. But for Tampa Bay sports fans, that's a crazy schedule. You better have from, two From TVs. 1 to 730. And, and yeah, you've just, got you've got three teams that are all contending, or you yeah. know, we assume the Bucks are going to, or we think they're contenders. Well, they point. are. I mean, they haven't. They don't have. I mean, the Rays we know are in first place. The Lightning we yeah, know are in the Eastern Conference yet. Finals. Yeah. But yeah, but Sunday is uh, yeah. You need a couple TVs for sure. And no one can go see any of them play. <laughs> that game, no. that game that the Lightning played, you know, on on Monday would have been it at Amelie Arena with eight goals. Can you imagine oh. what that place would have been? Can you imagine how that place would have been rocking? Oh, it would have um, been fantastic. I mean, all that's, those, that's, all those, a lot of those overtime, that five overtime game should have been at Amelie. Right? Oh, my God. I know. It's just, 
you know, we missed out on so much. Um, and of course, look, it's minor compared to what, what is really going on there, the, the, the pain and death and, and everything with this pandemic. But it's such a Tampa Bay thing <laughs> to have three teams uh, that are either, you know, going to make the postseason or should make the postseason all going at once, too, because this is not what you'd normally see, um, you know, this time of year as far as playoffs go. I mean, hockey would be starting in October, uh, maybe some some exhibition games in September, but not not the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's a rare time, um, but enjoy it. Yeah. I think, I think Sunday is going to be a crazy day. You're right. I didn't even think, I didn't realize they were playing at the same time. Um, that, that makes it a little problematic, but, uh, but yeah, just, uh, just sit back and enjoy it because it's been a while since we've had these teams sort of all, you know, being, being in the national spotlight, the way they're going to be and the way they are right now. Okay, so uh, tomorrow we'll get you ready for the Bucks and uh, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, we'll have a chance to talk to Tom Brady this week. I think on Thursday he's going to speak to us, get some players, and, of course, uh, Bruce Arians after practice tomorrow. Both coordinators will be available on Thursday, so we'll have that for you as well. Probably get a little Chris Torello this week, I would imagine. Yeah, I got a, uh, we, he and I were uh, exchanging texts. We haven't set up the time yet, but yeah. But a friend of the show, of course, uh, Spectrum Sports Bay News 9. and We'll uh, always have fun with Chris. So busy week coming up ahead. And, of course, uh, your Tampa Bay Lightning will be back at it on Wednesday for Game 2 against the Newark Islanders as they lead that series now one to nothing. So for Steve Ersnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.